and welcome to another episode of the Strength and Movement Podcast. Uh, we've been on a hiatus for about three months. Na iwan yung recording equipment namin inside our podium branch of Kinetics Lab, so we weren't able to uh, do any sort of recording. And of course, hindi uh, kami pa magkita kita. And medyo hindi kami ka gamay. And as you would notice with this episode, uh, first time namin mag Zoom episode. Um, yeah, so uh, we have today um, another guest. Actually, we have two guests. Uh, we have Luis Arrieta, who's actually uh, one of uh, the sales director. Hello, everyone. Get from Kinetics Lab, and Hello, our main guest, who you know, the more important guest, uh, we have Sir. <laughs> <laughs> we have Sir James Lapdow. Good afternoon, Sir James. Sir James. Thank you for. Good afternoon. Thank you for our. Thank you for indulging our invitation. Would you like to tell our audience a little more something about yourself, your credentials, and your background? Okay. So thank you very much for for this invitation, um, and uh, I'm James Lactau. I'm working as a guidance counselor at the University of Asia and the Pacific, and I've been practicing uh, as a guidance counselor for nine years. Mm. And I'm also take, currently taking uh, my PhD in educational psychology at the University of the Philippines in Diliman. I'm currently wow. working on my dissertation, so I'm writing my dissertation at, uh, as of this moment. And uh, mental health has been one of uh, the things that counselors, mental health practitioners like guidance counselors, have been um, focusing on, especially lately when um, you know the inevitable um, lockdown that we have to stay inside. And yes. This one has caused a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, I would say stress, anxiety, and fear among a lot of people. It has brought about a lot of uh, we would say mental health problems. No? So thank yes, you for inviting exactly. me over. All right. So uh, this episode, we thought of actually having our first episode back uh, instead of our usual uh, fitness-related um, episode. We wanted to talk about something about mental health because uh, we've had this lockdown for about what three months now. Three uh, months and counting. Yes, and then I think for a lot of the people, uh, this has been a pressing issue. So. Fitness is st- this is still about health, just not the fitness-related health. Yeah. Now we'll focus on something a little this bit. This is something, I know. This is something holistic from yeah. our end. Okay, yes. it's not enough that you're physically fit. Yes. Of course, it's a continuum, yes. right? So there are several factors we have yes. to consider. So right now, uh, I would go as far as saying that a lot of us are going through something, and I believe it's very important for us to. To understand what's really going on with us, so so to keep the ball rolling. First question, uh, Sir James. I we prepared several questions. The first question is uh, from a clinical back uh, from a clinical definition. What is a mental health disorder? Because uh, uh, currently, a lot of people are saying, uh, "I have a mental health disorder." I have. I know someone who has yeah. a mental self uh, mental health disorder. Ano ba talaga yon, Sir James? Yes, yes. Okay, so um, let's, let's probably define first what mental health is, you know. So, well, yeah. it's good that for kinetics lab, for polarity also, we are very much concerned about physical health, 
And that's one aspect of a person. And physical health is very much integrated with what we call mm -hmm. mental health. You know? yeah. um, as much as we cannot say that one person is 100% physically healthy, because there'll be times where you know, sometimes we feel weak, you know, we, we, we get tired. You know? Mental health is similar to that. It speaks of the well-being of a person. And we cannot say that one person is 100% mentally healthy. So because we are subjected also to a lot of things from outside that. Mm, so that's a good a, point. A simple, yeah, a simple definition of um, mental health is a person's wellness and his ability uh, to be able to cope with normal difficulties or stresses um, in one's daily living. And also, it, it, uh, part of mental um, health is also uh, to be able to know oneself, one's strength, and to be able to actualize those um, things that we, we could actually grow in, you know. And then, um, and, and this is from a definition from World Health Organization in 2004. And then at the same time, to be able to work productively and fruitfully, that's part of wellness, mm, mental nice. health, wellness, and also to be able to contribute to uh, one's community. Although this mm. definition of um, World Health Organization still 2004, a lot of researchers have been trying to elaborate more. So in a way, they don't totally agree with it. But I mean, the, the, the main essence is there. They try to expand more on that meaning. Meaning that even if we're mentally healthy, it doesn't mean that we don't feel sad, we don't feel anger. So these are normal emotions also that we feel. And we can still be very much healthy uh, experiencing those. Because definitely we'll experience those. But what makes the difference is that we're able to cope with those difficulties. Okay. You know, just like physical strength, you know, if something is difficult or if you're sick, then we try to recover from 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 that sickness. You know, that's essentially what mental health is. And of course, a disorder is if there's something wrong with those. You know, like when we get sick physically, mental health um, disorder also is uh, it has something to do with the way we think, our emotions, the way we feel, and also our behavior. So if okay. there's some sort of um, something wrong with, with the way we think, if it's not anymore normal or the way we feel, it does not um, connect no, with, with what, what's happening or a combination of this, our thoughts, our feelings and our behavior, then that could be considered as a mental health disorder. And um, there's uh, actually uh, guidelines, uh, especially for professionals, for practitioners. There are several, uh, I would say, guidelines books. One of them is diagnostics and statistical manual they call it this m5 it's already it's, it's a fifth uh, version and there is there are guidelines there that are used by professionals psychologists psychiatrists you know uh that that can help diagnose a patient but this one is used by trained professionals and that that okay. everyone should uh you know diagnose themselves that's also one thing that i would emphasize at the beginning of, of this podcast that we refrain from self-diagnosing because it's yes uh, the we'll yeah. get into that later on okay so yeah i'm jumping the vote okay yeah okay, okay. Sorry, sir jumping. james given that we've defined the what mental health is and what the, what a mental health disorder is uh pre yes, yes. pre-covid what are the three okay. most prevalent mental health disorders that uh you're familiar with okay okay well, at least here in the Philippines, uh, the most prevalent would be uh, what they call clinical depression. 
okay. or major depressive uh, um, syndrome. Uh, that's around 17% of the population, around 17 million. What and then does? following that also, it's it's mm. really a lot. Oh. And then next is we have um, schizophrenia. It's a mental mm. disorder that finds, uh, you know, the, 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 the reality is not, uh, uh, does not <laughs> jive with one's perception. So the, the one's perception of reality is distorted. That's schizophrenia. Oh, okay. That's 1% of the population is around 1 million. And another oh. 1 million for bipolar disorder. So these are the more common ones. Uh, the data that I had is from 2000, uh, 2000, 2015, 2013, 2015 um, references. So it's a lot. The, the thing is, um, there are a lot of people who are actually undiagnosed. So there could mm. actually be more people who are suffering from, from these uh, mental uh, diseases. Mm -hmm. okay. So parang COVID lang. Given the the stats that Sir James uh, said, it's quite staggering, diba? For for mm -hmm. me, I'm quite surprised that ganon palakarami yung affected nito. Yes. Uh, now we go into the pandemic. So, uh, ah. Sir James, uh, has the pandemic actually contributed in any way in the rise or fall ng mga mental health disorders na to. Do, do we have data right now? Yeah. Well, um, I don't have exact numbers but there's data that indicates that indicate that there's really an increase in people seeking out uh, mental health practitioners. Um, oh, okay. Even in my practice right now, uh, in fact, I have to um, stop my dissertation writing to help um, people, some people, uh, inside where I'm working and even outside to help people because there's a rise of uh, people struggling with fear, with anxiety, with depression, um, with a lot of yeah fear. I think I've mentioned that. And given our situation, that's what we were given. If we isolate ourselves, uh, we're subjected to a stressor that we have not foreseen it. We have not probably yes. prepared for and yes. everyone is actually trying to see okay what's the best way to to uh you know cope with this situation and uh there have been a lot of suggestions on how you can go but maybe i'll get to that uh later but regarding your question yeah, definitely there is an increase of uh people seeking out uh mental health practitioners or help in terms of their mental well-being uh, I'm just quite curious. Uh, through what medium, sila, given the limitations that are presented right now, through what medium are they able to consult uh, consult professionals like you? Through okay. Kaita? Uh, yes. Well, for my case, uh, we try to do all sorts of media. media medium. Okay. We can do Zoom or we have Facebook. Um, even through text, uh, FB Messenger, or through text, ah, or through email. So, okay. so it, it, it varies. Uh, that's the thing. It's 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 also difficult for us, for, for the mental health practitioners, because it's not like you speak to them in person and you can actually mm -hmm. feel the person. Uh, yes. It's easier to mm -hmm. empathize a person if he's there. But if there's like uh, a technology that somehow separates you from, of course, it's helpful if I get to see. But in some cases, they'd rather just text. Or, and then I have to wait for them and they don't reply immediately. So that's also one of the difficulties, you know, uh, that, 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 that the profession, uh, I mean, the, the situation has 
given us. But we try to do our best. You know, we try to do our best, um, especially for um, crucial uh, cases. We call them by the phone, by phone, okay. and that's the best way also that we can reach out to them. So it's more difficult now, I would say, but that's the best way that we can do yes. at the moment. Kesa sa wala, Sir James, correct. Mm. You mentioned during lockdown that there are more people who are experiencing uh, mental health disorder. So yeah. what do you yes, think? Yeah any certain lifestyle changes that we are going through now okay that yeah, yeah that's very true yeah, yeah there's a change in lifestyle because uh we're not used to saying inside our house we know that you know we go out we meet people we interact with people but now um we're locked up we're cooped up inside but i think more than that what threatens our mental health are certain uncertainties uh, yes. We don't know, uh, for example, for some people, they don't know if they have a secure job that, you know, tomorrow, next week, next month, mm-hmm. if they're still mm-hmm. in their job. They're also afraid that, you know, uh, what will happen to me, to my loved ones, will mm-hmm. be infected by the disease, uh, how, how, will I, how will my kids learn, for example, or how am I supposed to reach out to, let's say, a loved one who's out there, or if we have relatives or, you know, people who are sick or, you know, diagnosed with with covid or other diseases we can get uh, in touch with them you know so there are a lot of things here that contribute to that and especially people who are working from home there's no direct um delineation between work and home yes yes we all agree to that (laughs) (laughs) yes definitely uh working from home it has a lot of difficulties because you know your your focus for work and then suddenly it's probably a child or a parent yes, on paper yes. it actually sounds nice comes in, and of course they're there and should be prioritized them you know and then um sometimes since probably uh we're working we're given late night assignments thinking that probably we can do it the following day uh <laughs> there are a lot of things there especially with with work working from home it's yeah. not uh, convenient I would like to quote my, well, she was my professor, Dr. Tuazon, from UP College of Social Science and Philosophy from the Department of Psychology. She was mentioning that um, for those who are working from home, maybe a lot, three to four hours of focused work. Uh, and then maybe the rest of the day, try to see how, what kind of work could be done um, such that I mean, it's impossible to really focus on your work for eight hours straight at home. So that's yes. really impossible. So she was saying, and then the concerns there also involve people, probably my age, those in their forties, thirties, forties, who are who have kids. For example, they have to take care of their family, and then yeah. they have also aging parents. You no, know? so those they are somehow in a sandwich generation. They have to take care of their old aging parents at the same time. They have to take care of their kids. So that in itself also brought a lot of stress. Also, so of course the younger ones, teenagers also, uh, they're also prone to a lot of um, anxiety, fear, uh, because of their developing brain also and because they're teenagers. No? That's also a crucial part of, of, of uh, their growing up. And of course, kids. Kids are very susceptible also to, uh, although they're, they're more resilient, I would say, the younger ones. That the oh, kids. really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. They can recover um, better, the younger ones, even physically, for example. Right? So yeah. if, let's say, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, they can take recover. As long as, uh, let's say, the trauma isn't so um, heavy. Okay. So, of course, there could be this 
there could be traumas or events that happen in, in the child's life that could actually destroy in a way. But of course, there's still a way to help them out. But um, just like also, let's say, in a physical disease. You know? But kids, um, they can actually uh, you know, spring up. I mean, they can, uh, we they call can this, uh, recover easily. They can cope better. I mean, if, if they're also guided well, you know. So, so the things uh, uh, work from home setup, Nisha, to throw some shade na hindi masarap dahil laging ganito. Yeah, people <laughs> think that work from home is a good thing. There are thing. some people, <laughs> masaya sila eh. Diba? Sana ganito na lang yeah. daw lagi. Parang perception na lang siya. Kasi <laughs> yes. it gives you the impression na you can do whatever you want while you're working. Pero it doesn't really, after quite some time, it, it doesn't really work that way. Okay, so moving forward. Yeah. Sir James, uh, my next question yes. for you is that Right now that we've established that uh, there really is a rise in the case of uh, mental health disorders. So what are the signs and symptoms that we uh, can look into uh, for us okay. to be able to distinguish baka nagde-develop na to ng mental health disorder, baka kailangan natin ng professional help? Yes. yes, I'm curious okay, about okay. that too. Not sure to diagnose, yeah. but more of parang to watch out lang yes, for uh, these things. Because as you said, nga, these things shouldn't be, should uh, be done, uh, by, done by non-professionals and that diagnosing yourself yeah. is actually mo- baham, yes, yes. it may do more harm than good if we try to self-diagnose. So, things to look out for. Yeah. Well, well first, I, I'm happy that um, I mean, people your generation now are more open to mental health um uh, conditions, you know, uh, because I guess from my generation and the older generation, yes, it's still difficult. It's another to ask issue. For a lot of cases, no, especially parents, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they find it difficult. No, it's just something that we can, you know, during our mm-hmm. time, you know. Uh, but, uh, lang eh. <laughs> Actually, yeah, if you may, uh, no? Sir James, uh, yes. from uh, for my uh, opinion, lang on my own. Yes, Para siyang tabu eh. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Pag hindi mo sinabi, yes, yes. tapos when it becomes too late, pag hindi mo sinabi, when you say it yes, naman yes. and ask for help, yes. sasabihin ng mga tao, wala yan, tiisin mo lang yan. Or, ma-ostracize ka, sasabihin nila, baliw ka. <laughs> so, ayun. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually that's a bit yeah, unfortunate. Uh, if, if that's the case, parang sabi mo, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Uh, um... Well, for example, for, for, for some cases, maybe um, if, if we, uh, let's say, want to look out for, for our loved ones, if should I refer this person to a uh, professional or not, uh, one probably rule of thumb that I can give is if the person uh, is not productive anymore in spite of trying some interventions, um, if, if, if it needs um, especially medical Help meaning that there's already something with the chemicals in the body that there's a need for um, chemical intervention. Then we need to uh, bring the person to a psychiatrist. That's, that's a medical doctor. In terms of behavior, the person finds it difficult to, uh, you know, rule over oneself in terms of behavior. That you might need to seek out a psychologist. But in a lot of cases, we need the combination of both, and that's the best treatment plan to have a psychologist to give us a um, Therapy and at the same time medication to help us uh, in, in in terms of regulating certain chemicals in the body. But for us, for example, since we're not trained, one thing that we can look out for are certain behaviors that have changed. For example, if a person um, suddenly 
ceases to enjoy what uh, the person would usually enjoy, like playing mm. video games, and suddenly the person doesn't enjoy playing video games for a period of time, for example. And then if it gets into the way of a person's normal functioning such that it uh, damages relationship with other people or that the person probably his behavior was that before he was very sociable, now he doesn't want to mix with other people, doesn't want to talk. And probably also when persons, let's say, oversleep or does not, can find it difficult to sleep or probably a person wakes up in the middle of the night um, because of a bad dream that has happened, that, that because of something that happened, let's say, um, during the day, uh, th- those are things that we can um, check on. Uh, because in some cases, for example, uh, let me just recall, a person feels tired uh, and a person doesn't seem to figure out why am I feeling this way? Okay, that's also yes. one of the things. That, what, yes. yes. And what we try to do is from our end. Yeah. From, from, from our end, the, psycho, uh, the, sorry, the guidance counselors, because I'm, I'm a counselor, what we try to do is let's look for certain interventions that might probably work and we look into uh, how, how is your sleep pattern? How, are you able to get enough sleep? Because, well, I, there's this psych, psychiatrist from Harvard. I was listening to his um, um, YouTube channel that in, in a certain case, he was able to help a woman who's clinically, clinically diagnosed with depression by regulating her sleep, trying to have a regular pattern of sleep. Mm, so because there's a lot of research on sleep and what sleep does is that it actually cleanses the body with a lot of toxins. Um, mm. That's why sleep, the right amount of sleep. So uh, when you say the right amount, that's around two to three sleep cycles in a night. The same psychologist, a psychiatrist also mentioned that if we oversleep, it's actually more harmful. So if we go through a fourth cycle, meaning if we sleep for nine hours probably or 10 hours, that could be bad for, for our health. But mm-hmm. well, some people naman, they claim that they can, they can afford with just six hours of sleep and that's okay if, if they feel okay with that. Actually, excuse me, Sir James. This is uh, quite parallel with uh, mm-hmm. physical fitness. Okay. Uh, there are several studies, uh, studies uh, establishing that your the probability of an athlete uh, being injured has a correlation with the amount of sleep they get. So there's an ideal range, then there's the dangerous range. So yes. in in summary, the less sleep you have, uh, the probability of you getting injured gets higher and oh, okay. the more optimal your sleep pattern is or the length of your sleep uh, the more optimal your performance will be this has something okay. to do with recovery yeah right, coach okay so, so you see sleep solves a lot of problems that's one yes. you know so <laughs> yes but but that one really involves a lot of discipline because if you're used to sleeping late and it takes really some time to have that habit because it's breaking habits and forming new habits but that's really very crucial, very important. You know, when, when we're able to uh, to add, lang, uh, sir, excuse. Uh, I think this is one of the problems because I think a lot of people have broken sleep patterns due to the quarantine. Some people may oversleep or like completely reverse their sleep patterns. Like uh, they sleep in the morning and like yes. be up in the night. Or some people, those who work from home, uh, maybe they lack even more sleep because they have more workload since they're working from home. And then I guess yeah. maybe that 
um, contributes to the increase in uh, problems with the mental health during this time. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe it's also because we don't give too much importance to sleep and then probably we can afford, you know, not to sleep well. The thing with sleep is that if we, let's say, lack sleep, let's say tonight, the following day, we don't feel the effect of that lack of sleep. But actually, we feel the effect the day after that because our, somehow our body still copes. And, yes. Uh, that's also yeah. That's also one thing. Um, we probably think that ah, I'll just recover. I'll just sleep. Let's say for ten hours after that. But that's not how to recover sleep. Eh? Uh, to be able to recover yeah, sleep is we have guilty. <laughs> yeah, you have to sleep the right amount for let's say a week or so to be able to mm. catch up. It's not trying to catch up. If, if let's say we lost two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, I'll sleep for ten hours, and that's not the way <laughs> to. Uh, regain My sleep. Lost sleep. Yeah, lost sleep is lost sleep. That, that's yes. how it was. Uh, you know, let let go of it okay. and then try to have regular sleeping patterns. Yeah, because again, oversleeping is actually not good for the body. So okay. Uh, and yeah, and then maybe another thing that I can suggest uh, to 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 help us is well, this one is getting sunlight during the day because that one boosts mm. uh, our immune system. At the same time, it helps us sleep at night. If we're able to yes. get sunlight uh, during the day, of course, early morning sun is good. Uh, maybe late morning might not be good for our skin. You know, so that's important. And this one, the next one is something that I really try to do during the quarantine, which is to exercise. You know, yes. uh, Patrick has been teasing me about of going to the gym these days. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know when we exercise. Oxytocins are also secreted in the body. It goes around the body. That, that feel-good hormone, it's important, you know. And also, if we are physically healthy, uh, we can also think well. You know, I remember the suggestion when I was taking the, the comprehensive exam. My, my One of the professors said that, you know, do a little bit of exercise before taking the exam so that blood starts flowing in, in our brain, you know. So do a little bit of exercise before taking the exam. So it's also good, you know, uh, for the body. And at the same time... Yeah, because exercise also is very good for our mental health. Let me just emphasize that. It is one of the things that I suggest to people other than sleep, uh, exercise, and then diet. So these are the most basic things. And sometimes just with these things, people are, are helped. You know, they, they are able to recover just to, uh, to, to take care of this. So an excuse that we can give is that, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. Uh, I think that's the reason why we should be doing, we should be taking our sleep seriously, why we should be taking our exercise seriously. Uh, it's for us not to, to be able to take care of ourselves. Uh, that one also shields us from stressors in the future because, you know, yes. uh, th yeah, there might be a time of the year wherein, like recently, I gave a talk to uh, some employees because it's tax season, so they're very stressed. So I gave a talk uh, in, uh, via Zoom as well, you know. Nice. Uh, and nice. I'm very thankful because, uh, you know, it's the time of day where they're very stressful. So if we are actually able to keep ourselves healthy um, before that, then we are able to take in this stressors uh, better. You know, we're better prepared in a way, you know. So just like, for example, physical health, if there are like viruses there, uh, our body is able to protect us from those viruses. We might feel a little bit something, but at least uh, we're prepared. We're, we're more ready to fight, you know. So that, that's also this, the same is also true with when we do uh, take care of ourselves, when we sleep well, when we do exercise, when we have good diet, you know, that helps protect us from uh, mental health disorders also, I would say. 
Uh, although I would say that there are some people who are more predisposed to mental health disorders than others, Which but you can mitigate. Brings those. me to the next question, Sir James. Ah uh, yes, uh, yes. Is there a specific demographic that is actually more at risk of developing these conditions? Well, uh, yes, there there are some people who are more predisposed. Um, genetics play a part, but it's not the end all. Um, we can, you know, uh, having healthy lifestyle and also certain events because that happen in their life are sometimes unpredictable um yes they could Just also like trigger <laughs> you know yeah uh, and that's why um yeah some people are more prone than others but it's good to take care of ourselves you know um yeah just like health also we're predisposed to let's say um what do you call this uh uh a certain disease, you know, for example, cancer. So of course, we try to live a healthy lifestyle so that we don't, you know, get prone to, you know, getting cancer or diabetes, for example. The same is true with, with mental health also because there's proof that it's um, genetic also. But you know, we're not uh, destined. It's, it's like not our destiny. We can do something about it. That's why uh, having a healthy lifestyle in that sense, you know, is also good. Now. Uh, let me just also mention that during this pandemic, uh, those who have pre-existing disorders are also more prone to uh, stress also nowadays. So if they have pre-existing disorders, then the, yeah, they, they might be suffering more now. Okay, mm. but of course, uh, like all of us, I think all of us are, are experiencing the, the you know a certain things um, and. Uh, yeah, but what's important is that okay, we react to that. You know, react. What do I do when I'm feeling this way? You know, that's what's important. And um, maybe what what's helpful also is to talk to talk to someone. That's yeah. one thing that's uh, very helpful. You know, in in my years of as a counselor, there are several times when um, you know a person comes to me and talks to me. I don't say anything, and I just listen to the person. And after talking. The person says, "Sir, thank you very much. I feel better. You know, even if you have not said anything, you know, I was yeah. just there listening. Yeah, and he already feels good about it. And then, mm. then I would ask the questions after that. So, uh, to be able to talk to someone about it, you, to, of course, it's not just a matter of talking. You cannot talk to the wall. Probably will yes. help you, but you know, you have to talk to someone who, whom you trust, who will listen to you, whom you know, um, listen. So that's that's part of it. The relationship. So if you have someone." You can talk with, uh, yeah, and it's good, you know, to talk to talk about it. For and example, that's also sir, one way, you know, to yes. Excuse me. Uh, for example, sir, uh, I have a family member or a loved one who has been diagnosed with a mental health disorder, and mm -hmm. that person specifically specifically picks me. Let's say, Marlon, I can I talk to you? Yes. What is the yes, proper yes. way to respond to it? Okay. Uh, it depends on you if you're willing to listen to the person because sometimes it could be heavy yeah um and if you think that you're not ready uh, explain to the person uh, okay i think i would like to listen but i'm not sure if if i can help you but if you just want me to listen and you talk okay then just talk but yeah but there's a way for you that you should protect yourself because some people uh they feel so involved so that's why i try to help them you know, like counselors or even yeah, uh, the helping profession, the professionals. No, uh, we have to be cold and warm at the same time. We should ah, be involved, okay. such that it gets into the way of our role as a counselor. So, if we feel too bad about 
you know what the other person saying it affects the way i think i want them to think clearly okay so i have to be a, a bit detached but at the same time i should be warm enough such that the person will really want to talk and then of course there's that genuine concern but at the same time i have to protect myself i won't be able to be an effective um, counselor if i allow my emotions to be too involved nice okay? so that's, that's a nice important. thing so yeah so if, if if you want to help someone then okay we if we could then try to listen to the person and then if it, and if the person is seeing a professional if the person is diagnosed most likely uh, the person seeing a psychologist psychiatrist and then um, keep in mind that um, when people suffer this is also what I do when because students also ask me for suggestions because they have friends who open up to them and they find it difficult and I tell them that you know when people are suffering keep in mind that those sufferings are opportunities for them to grow and to improve. What do I mean by mm, that? Perfect. When people, let's say, uh, encounter, let's say, uh, a fight with, let's say, their girlfriend, what happens is, okay, it's unfortunate, but what can you learn from that? You know, uh, dapat, tika dapat, dapat you're more sensitive, dapat you don't, you know, there are a lot of things there. So we, we try to draw out uh, what can you learn from that event, from that un- uh, unfortunate event. Kasi nangyari na yun. So that's one of the things that we can focus on. Now, the good thing about that is that instead of focusing, uh, thinking about ourselves, that makes us proactive. What can I do? So it moves us to action. And that's actually mm. really healthy because we don't ruminate on the events, what happens that we're thinking about an action plan. What can I do? So those things, rumination, negative self-talk, these are certain things that actually happen in the mind that causes us a lot of stress also. So that's another thing, uh, you know, ruminations, negative self-talk. These are things that we tell ourselves that causes us to feel um, stressed. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm, I, uh, I'm not good enough for my parents. I'm such a bad uh, brother or something like that. Sometimes you tell us, we tell those things to ourselves and that's not really mentally healthy because uh, we feel bad after that in that sense you know nice. so those are the things yeah that's when people I have I too much assumptions question. about external factors and they just assume that they're a bad son or a bad father without yeah. actually communicating with the other people yes yes so you've mentioned about external factors and they happen and I think we can focus on uh, internal factors so where we have control over what what we can control you know those things you know so uh, for me uh, what I can deduce from what Sir James has been talking about is uh, I'm gonna relate it with what's happening right now because uh, COVID the COVID-19 pandemic has actually taken away control Yes. Parang the way I see it, parang we've lost control of our livelihood. We've cost, yes. lost control of how we socialize and who we can socialize to. We've lost control yes. of our routine. So I guess for a lot of people that became overwhelming. Yes. Ngayon, sig- siguro yun rin naging reason kung bakit mas naging prevalent yung mga mental health disorder. Yes, so yes. going back to that. Given the limitations of uh, the pandemic right now, uh, Sir James, mm-hmm. maybe you can give us your maybe one or two top tips that we can 
practice para less yung probability okay. ng mag-develop kami ng whatever mental health disorder. Mga one or two top okay. tips. Okay. Uh, well, one is to take care of ourselves. That's uh, one. When we say take care of ourselves, let's try to see, um, look into our interests, what, what, what would we want to do. Um, that includes sleeping, um, living a healthy lifestyle, doing exercise, um, trying out things, you know, not, not to uh, abuse ourselves. That's, that's one thing we have to take care of ourselves. Um, this is a good opportunity for us to uh, probably look into uh, what, what can, what, what, what do I want to do, you know? Because there's, I, I heard some people, uh, they have wanted to, let's say, build a model of, let's say, Millennial Falcon, Millennium Falcon, for example. Yes. They have been wanting to do that and probably now is the best time to do that, you know? So, because that one, making models also is something that engages us. Uh, it, it puts us into flow and that's one of the things that yes. the flow theory by Chikset uh, Bihayi is also one of the things that will help us become um, healthy, mentally healthy or part of wellness. So, if there's something that you really want to do before like play a guitar or, you know, guard, try gardening or cooking, you can try to explore it now. So one is, again, taking care of ourselves. The next one is taking care of others. Nice. Because uh, we nice. know that other people also have their own struggles. And actually, altruism, helping others, is actually good for us uh, mentally also, for our wellness. So to be able to help others is good for, for us. So that's also important, taking care of ourselves and taking care of the others. And that's right to be understanding also that, you know, others also have, the, they have their own struggles, even if we have our own struggles also. And that could be a source of conflict at times, no? Yes. But uh, trying to understand where the other person's coming from will help us to be more cautious, you know, uh, in, in dealing with the other. So probably those two things, uh, take care of ourselves and then take, so care, take of care of others. Of but uh, but I just, can I just add something? Yes. Aaron, because earlier of you mentioned course. something about control, you know? Yeah. That's why one of the suggestions uh, we can do right now is to put some structure into our daily activities. So to put a schedule to do a, a to make a to-do list that somehow puts structure and order and we have control over that so that gives us some sort of control yes so that's why we it's good that we you know we we schedule things we, we structure things to help us also uh given that you know the the pandemic covid 19 has taken away that some 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 sort of control you know from 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 us you know so let me just yeah, add that Maybe something as simple as making your bread in the morning. You can take control of your life. <laughs> no, for real. Because when you take control of the first thing in the morning, I think it sets the tone for the whole day. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's part of, if it's part of your routine, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. it will keep the ball rolling throughout the day. Yeah. To, to have a routine. Yeah. yeah. And in some yes, cases, someone was... Uh, yeah. yeah. I think um, a lot of people lost the routine, eh? Um, due to the pandemic, people just staying at home. Kung ano ano nilang ginado. A lot of people just sit down, watch yeah. Netflix. Uh, at least for the people who can stay at home. Yeah. No, wala yung talagang daily routine nila. So I guess yeah, that's a yeah. very good tip. Uh, yeah. You can mm. to get you back yeah. on track. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, if you know you're into Netflix, also you can ask her to schedule that as well. But you know, it's, it should not be too much because person might end up binging and you know with a lot of time you can just schedule one episode per day so that's part of the structure part of the control yes. <laughs> 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 
people listening people listening here right now in this moment they're gonna turn it off no I can't anyways uh, do you have more questions Luis uh, Luis G Uh, for me, wala naman. Gusto ko lang emphasize, actually. Sobrang gusto na gusto ko isasabi, sir, about sleep. Galing, galing. About sleep, lalo na about sleep. Kasi a lot of people overlook that, eh. Uh, both mentally pala and physically, you have effects of sleep that we see, both positive and negative. Um, and in any sense of recovery, sleep is a crucial factor. Well, actually, with my patients, For rehab patients, that's something I ask that in these days. Eh, are you sleeping well? Because if you're not sleeping well, how can you recover properly? So, they matter for the mental health. Ganon de. Ako uh, actually this episode is quite special for me because I had several friends na diagnosed to mm-hmm. have a mental health disorder, and for the longest time, ah. Uh, It's been difficult to under- really understand what's going on inside their head. <laughs> so instead of trying to understand them, so I I'm leaning towards the towards my my own inclination with regards to what a person who has a mental disorder has uh, has to what they call this uh, tell us. Parang ang gusto ko sabihin is ang hirap. Sumasandalo ko sa pagka, pagkakaintindi ko, hindi sa kondisyon nila. So, it's, this session has been quite enlightening for me. Uh, by the way, Sir James, uh, uh, I've encountered people na, especially in the line, in, in the line na, na trabaho ko ngayon right now, namin actually, we experience several times na yung clients namin have mental health disorders. These are diagnosed na Um, most common na experience namin are people with anxiety disorders and uh, depression. depression. Ngayon, uh, would you care to uh, explain to us what really happens dito sa mga tao na to? Short lang. Uh, why, why do they have anxiety? Yeah. And it's probably they're, they're predisposed and something happened in their lives that they weren't able to cope with well. Mm. So that's, that's one thing. So that's a point. traumatic event could be a traumatic event or it could be something yeah it could be something that uh snowballed i would say yeah, a certain event that hit them hard and then it spiraled down okay uh, but there are also certain things that it's really difficult to explain why um there could be cases that uh you know because it's chemical also uh there's something wrong with with, with the body again probably it's genetic yeah uh, that that's one you know um And actually, it's really difficult to to figure out why you know what what definitely caused uh, these things, no? Um, and I think it's still uh, yeah, it's still known. No? But there are a lot of factors. Definitely, there are a lot of factors playing there. It could be an in- environment. It could be disposition or in, uh, an event that happened in in one's life, you know. So it could also could also be biological. Certain damages in the brain, for example, mm. or. Um, some some organs in the body that could also uh, it's also possible that those could contribute to one's uh, uh, mental uh, diseases or mental sick um, yeah, mental diseases yeah okay how about you Luis A do you have a question or would you like to share anything 
Actually, I have a question. We touched up on it a while ago, but is mental health does it affect us differently depending on our age? Ah, I think it does. Um, as we, yeah, we it's, can, it's, we can mm-hmm. sort of explain it with mm-hmm. physiology within men. Is it the yes. lower the the more you age, parang the lower your testosterone gets, the more you get into depression yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's the cause, but there's data that women are more prone to mental um, sicknesses than men. But I'm not sure if the cause is that. It, it could be, but I'm not sure if it's already established, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there, there are certain um, yeah predispositions or age. And we, we could say also, let's say, teen agers uh, when their brain is not fully developed well, the, the, the brain develops at least a prefrontal cortex uh, by age 25 that's very important for teenagers because that's where the executive functions are are found you know so that self-control to be able to plan things you know these are not yet mm. found with um, teenagers and also there's a time when they have a lot of you know trying to you know seeking their self-identity vis-a-vis their their peers you know so and that causes a lot of uh, anxiety also for them and fear. That's why at that age also, people are more prone to uh, mental disorders. And in fact, there's uh, an age range where, um, let's say, um, certain diseases arise, I think, until age 32. I, I forget now the, the data from 24 to thir- age 32. That's when uh, certain mental health dis- uh, mental disorders uh, would, would, would come out, you know. So there's there are data like that, you know. So certain age levels, but I don't have the data right now. Oh, quarter life crisis. <laughs> so oh, that wow, could explain what? it. Though. Quarter life, twenty four to thirty. Tapos na palako. Tagal na. Oh well, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we still have to be careful because, uh, you know, uh, you know, we don't we don't know what what's going to happen. But but the important thing is we take care of ourselves, you know. Okay, so do we, we don't have any further questions. So, as a final word from you, Sir James, any final words for our listeners? Uh, well, thank you for listening, and I hope that you, you. Uh, get some things from this. And uh, let's all keep ourselves healthy. You know, we, 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 it's not just important that we keep ourselves, but the body is very integral. So, that's why if we keep ourselves physically healthy, it affects also our mental health. And of course, if we take care of our mental health also, we can take care of our, our body as well. You know, thinking clearly will enable us to, you know, do things well. So, uh, and then maybe one other thing. This is probably something that, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we can do is that, um, I mentioned earlier about helping others and uh, that's something that, um, that is good. You know, we, we, in a lot of events that happen, um, when there are tragedies that happen, like uh, Ondoy or Yolanda, we see the resilience of the Filipino, right? Yes. Um, but the thing is, now it's different because this one is more prolonged and uh, it's, it's a bit difficult. So that disposition to, to be happy, let's try to do that. You know, if we can also be um, cheerful, you know, try to lighten things up for the others, then let's, let's try to do that. But not to the point of, you know, uh, not giving, not being serious or not giving importance to things, but, you know, uh, taking things lightly without any serious consequences, you know, would be good, you know. Uh, yeah, to, to try to be uh, 
to take things in stride also and then um, try to move into action what what can we get from these things you know uh, and maybe this will be the last thing I'll say you know uh, when I do my counseling also especially if um, people will tell me about negative events that happen in their life I'll tell them okay these things have happened and we cannot anymore uh, you know uh, turn back uh, time and uh, undo it but since this this has happened maybe we can extract good things from it what can we learn from this uh, from this event no that can make us better and then maybe that's uh, one thing that I would want to you know leave with with your listeners nice. right now yeah what what can we get what can we extract Sabi nga nila, if life brings you lemon make lemonades in that sense yes. that's perfect that, that makes sense okay so uh, any final words from you guys? Ako, I'm good. No, it's good. very enlightening yeah. concession at uh, yes. Very enlightening and timely. Very timely, yeah. That's, that's uh, true, Coach Marley. Luis A. Yeah, uh, I think I'm good. Uh, Luis very G. informative. All right. Okay. So, we'll see. so, so that's just, it for us. Yeah, that's it for our episode for today. So I think now we'll actually start having more episodes because. We've got our equipment back. I have a feeling that we're gonna have a part two of this with Sir James. Yes. yes. Uh, Thank you so Anna. much. Uh, You're welcome. On a different topic, maybe still about health and fitness. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Sir James. Thank you, Sir and James. This has been a very uh, educational talk. Yes. You. For sure, we apply that with our own practices. Yes, and yes. So, all right. So, again, guys, uh, please do check this out. This podcast will be up on Spotify. So, it's Strength and Movement Podcast. Please follow us on Spotify. Uh, video will also be uploaded on YouTube under Kinetics Lab Media. Please like and subscribe the page. Uh, and that's about it. Now. We'll see everyone in the next episode. Stay safe, Sir James. Thank Stay you safe, again. Everyone. Also, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, Sir James. Thanks. 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 Than